Welcome to another episode of the Clay County Beacon Podcast. Today you're going to hear from David Coughlin, who's running for Clerk of the Court here in Clay County. Mr. Coughlin will outline what he thinks the role of Clerk of the Court will be based on some recent changes to the laws in the state of Florida. If you're enjoying these episodes of the Clay County Beacon Podcast, the best way you can help me out would be to go to iTunes or your favorite podcast player, rate the podcast, and give us a review. Enjoy. All right, today I have with me David Coughlin, who is running for Clay County Clerk of the Court. Mr. Coughlin, thank you for joining me on the Clay County Beacon podcast. I appreciate your time. Um, First, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself, because i got to admit, there's probably some people like me out there who who see your name and say, who the heck is David Coughlin? So tell us a little bit about you and and why you want to be Clerk of the Court. Well, let's see. I'm a retired Navy captain in Afghanistan veteran. Father of three uh, home-educated children, all of whom have attended uh, Florida University this bachelor's master's level. And uh, uh, my wife home-educated our children. Uh, and uh, I also founded, operated, and sold the uh, Northern Virginia Boutique Garbage Company. Full-up garbage assessment were demolition and uh, roofing companies in the metro, metropolitan D.C. area. Uh, the company remains a productive business today, uh, long after we have sold it. That's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't know that about you. Um, you know, I, I think I've seen your name like on, on Facebook threads because I think you're, you're pretty active on uh, Facebook talking about local issues. Um, so how did you... How did you end up, you know, running for clerk of the court? Like, what, what spurred you on to, to want to be, you know, the clerk of the court? Well, uh, after retiring in 2012 uh, from active duty, I started paying more attention to what was going on in my backyard. For a good part of Jesus, Jesus, uh, seven to ten years, I wasn't even living in Clay. My family was, but I was only home on weekends. So my engagement in Clay County matters was, non-existent. And, uh, so as I became more acquainted with what was going on, I got involved with the Republican Executive Committee, and uh, here I am running for clerk of court. Um, and I'm running for clerk of court because the controller responsibility, and not many people are aware of this, but the controller responsibility will transfer this January from the Board of Commissioners to the Office of the Clerk of Court. And now the Clerk of Court will be responsible for the $355 billion Clay County budget, or have, or have leverage over it. Let's put it that way. Allow me to give you some background. Um, not many people are in tune with this, but Clay County is a charter county. At least we say we are a charter county. And what that means is Clay's governance structure does not have to align with the state's template, the Florida state template for non-charter counties. Now that changed two years ago when the Florida uh, Constitutional Revision Commission referred Amendment 10 for a statewide vote. We're only talking about 35 people. I mean, this was not um, a ballot initiative where, you know, many hundreds of thousands of people across the state wanted this. This was you know, a bundled amendment 
uh, heavily criticized by multiple outlets um, and advocated for by um, our current uh, courts of court, our incumbents. Anyway, it's now passed, and uh, uh, consequences of that is that all counties, including Clay and all the seven other counties uh, that call themselves charter counties, um, those that are not in alignment with the Florida template, now they must be in alignment with the Florida template. So we can call ourselves a, cons- uh, a charter county, but uh, we're, we're not going to be distinguished from any other non-charter. Now, for 22 years, the comptroller responsibilities for Clay have been handled by the Board of Commissioners. And I will tell you, it's been handled with full transparency without incident. Well, going forward, the clerk of court must be engaged in the process uh, and not passively. Now, at a minimum, you must look for a person with budget oversight experience. So back to me. Now, once upon a time in a tiny place called the Pentagon, I resourced and held accountable multiple Defense Department expenditures north of $1.8 billion annually. That's five times the Clay County budget of $355 million. Now, I'm the only candidate in this contest with experience on this scale. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I will admit that even I have heard in passing that those duties were, were passing from, well, that the essentially the amendment was passed where we had to normalize, but, uh, but I guess like, I, I never, honestly, I've never given it much thought. It's, uh, it's interesting that you say that. How, like, how much sway do you think the clerk of the court will now have over the budget? Like, what, what's your sort of viewpoint of like, what, what influence and, and sway should the clerk of the court have now that we have to go to sort of a normalized structure based on the, the state laws? Well, it remains to be seen, you know, and it's all dependent on the personality. Uh, you know, if you were to inject sodium pentothal into the uh, uh, the board of commissioners, you know they're not looking forward to this. And uh, uh, and and if you were on the board of commissioners, you wouldn't look forward to this, regardless of the personality, because um, you don't want that extra layer, especially when things have been managed pretty well. I, I need to put this in perspective. Clay County, the population of Clay County is one percent of the state of Florida. I know we take pride in our growth and what a lovely county it is and how affordable and you know, all the benefits of living here, the small crime, the good schools, yada, yada, yada. Um, but we only represent 1% of the Florida population. This is this budget, this $355 million budget. Yeah, $355 million is a lot of money to a guy like you and a guy like me. But it's only $355 million. We don't need that extra layer of oversight right. that you might argue is necessary in say Broward. Right. Yeah. There's less, there's less opportunity for mismanagement simply based on the fact that, that our budget is comparatively smaller. Uh, when you look at some of the, the bigger, you know, Southern counties in, in Florida, huh? Makes sense. So I guess what I'm picking up from you and correct me if I'm wrong here is that if elected, you would have less of a sort of, um, adversarial um, viewpoint than some folks might. You're, you're not necessarily going to come into this office and say, I control the budget now. you got to play ball with me. But you're, you're sort of going to try to make things smooth and, and transparent like they have been previously under the current when what will be previous structure. Um, I would hope to preserve all uh, 
benefits that uh, we have enjoyed from limited uh, or streamlined, we'll put it that way, streamlined oversight of the budget for the last 22 years. I certainly don't want conflict. Um, you know, we can get to this later if you'd like, but I'm not doing this for a career. Uh, with hope I'll be out in one term. Uh, I would like to instill an ethic of, of service and not careerism in this office. And, uh, and when you have careerism in these offices, you invite other forces, political action committees, um, other people who throw money around, and that can contaminate what is what should be a, a very productive, streamlined uh, budgeting process um, that, that up until now has enjoyed economies of scale. Those economies of scale are going to suffer greatly uh, with this new layer because you're going to have more people kind of doing similar work, um, one in one office you know, and more in another office. Right. It creates bureaucracy and red tape. And that's sounds like you're, you're in, in the game to hopefully avoid that and keep things streamlined, even with the new structure. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I agree with you on the, the whole, you know, in, in any of the offices, especially local offices, I, I worry about any candidate who doesn't have enough to do in their personal professional life that they become a career, you know, elected official. Uh, you know, I, I look suspiciously on anybody who, who, you know, their mindset is, their career is to be sort of in politics and elected to offices. So I, I think you and I are probably pretty aligned there. Um, so, you know, what, what's your, um, well, I guess a, a natural question there, what's your stance on term limits? There's a lot of hubbub and fuss over that in other offices, specifically school board and, and some other, um, do you stand, are you a proponent of term limits in general or where do you, where do you stand on that? I mean, whether we're talking the, um, Monroe County, uh, mosquito control officer, or we're talking the president of the United States, um, one term is sufficient for any man. We owe no man a career in elected office. Um, a republic is not dependent on careerists in public office. If you want a career, we have something called the deep state or civil service or government service. Uh, that's where you go to have a career. Um, would you say I've been equivocating on that topic? Yeah, I think that's that that's clear. I think uh, you know my perspective is term limits are good. Um, you know, I don't know that one term is necessarily it, but I could see an argument for you know at the most like two terms in any office uh, for for I think most if not all positions, right? Um, and I think you know going back to the the thought of a republic, if if you know a healthy republic is what we want, I think it's actually it behooves us to have more people involved, more people elected to office, the more people that are actively looking at the government, paying attention to what it's doing and getting involved for the right reasons to, to do, you know, to do good public service. I think, you know, the healthier the Republic is, the more people we have involved if, if they're involved for those reasons. And I think term limits is, is sort of a way in my mind, that's easy to keep people from being a career politician, I guess, at least in one particular uh, you know, one particular office. So, um, so what is, you know, what, what do you, you look at Clay County overall, and if you want to focus on clerk of the court, we can, but just in general, what, what are some of the things you see in Clay County that you think are, are going well? Like what, what do you think the County does 
well right now? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll approach this from a slightly different angle here. Um, little, again, a little bit of background. Uh, I already mentioned that Clay County only represents 1% of the Florida population. Coupled with that, pride and provincialism is a very common sentiment in Clay County. It's also a very common sentiment in Green Coast Springs and in Orange Park. With that comes a certain, I know this is a pejorative term, but we'll call it xenophobia. Um, no one comes in and tells us what to do. Um, so you have that dynamic going on. I'm not saying it's bad and I'm not saying it's good. You just have to acknowledge that dynamic exists. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yep. And, and then you have this, I don't know what the percentages are, but there is uh, a reasonable number of people who are enthusiastic about the growth that's tied to this expressway and, uh, and, more directly, they're, they're very encouraged by the prospect of new revenue, more new revenue, which ostensibly uh, will pay bills that we cannot pay today. Um, to the extent this is accurate, uh, it will depend on the quality of the governance we put in place. Uh, you know, I don't have to go into detail about you know all the roads that the Board of Commissioners is having trouble prioritizing on. Uh, here in Clay County, we have budget challenges, and they're just going to become larger with the growth. Um, so to say that, well, this growth is going to solve our problems, well, again, it, it will be dependent on the type of governance we put in place. And to the extent that governance is unhinged, um, untethered to the influence of you know, political action committees, kingmakers, uh, you know, people with uh, personal agendas, uh, we will benefit. Yeah, I like that. That's uh... now, now I, I, you know, this, this, I have to circle back to Amendment Ten and its implications, as I mentioned earlier, because now Clay County has to embrace the state template for, for uh, constitutionals and so forth. Do not expect economies of scale to be achievable in Clay County government. So this will be a challenge. We're not going to have one finance department for the whole county. We're not going to have, um, you know, one HR department. We're going to have multiple, as you know, as we have in the past, and we won't be able to make adjustments. We won't be able to be innovative in this area going forward. Yeah, you know, bureaucracy makes it hard to get things done, right? Like, just in general. Um, uh, if it makes you feel better, I, I did vote no on Amendment 10. <laughs> I'm looking back, uh, I have my notes, actually uh, keep notes on on what I voted on. Um, you know, so so I I read that and, and sort of, now I'm sort of remembering uh, why I voted no, like all the different things. Uh, it, it basically did a couple other things in addition to the... Uh, <coughs> you know, uh, the things we're talking about related to comptroller responsibilities, but it also just created bigger government. Um, and, and I am, you know, very libertarian leaning, 
uh, very small government minded, um, you know, and, and me, I, I, I remember this now looking at this going, nope, that just seems like it's making more government, which isn't ever, in my opinion, you know, good. Um, so, you know, I, I think really all they're left is, all, all that's left for me is if you could give a pitch, you know, like a 30-second elevator pitch to the voters of Clay County on why they should vote for you, let us hear it. Um, I'm the only candidate with experience, uh, budget oversight experience of this scale. In fact, five times the scale of the uh, Clay County budget. Um, and I will instill an ethic of service divorced from dynastic ambition, those types of influences that um, we see pretty much everywhere in the state. Awesome, Manuel. Um, anything else, uh, you know, that, that you want to say other than, than that stuff? You know, um, I'm all ears for it, but I just want to say to you, I appreciate your time, and uh, I'll say to you what I say to everyone else, man. Uh, you know, I wish you best of luck at the polls. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. All right. Thank you, Mr. Coughlin.